Good afternoon and welcome to Citizen K, a weekly current affairs program featuring in-depth interviews and perspectives. I'm Kareem Mosna. This week on Citizen K. 500 kilowatt city, you need approximately around 20 million solar panels, which was quite a lot. We also learned that one nuclear power station could, well moderately sized one anyway, could power the whole entire city with a bit of leftover power as well. Three inaugural Queens camps aimed at fostering diversity within health science and engineering were on campus last week. The programs included the Black Youth in STEM program, a taste of engineering, and the Queens Health Sciences Outreach program. I had the opportunity to speak directly with participants in the Black Youth in STEM and a taste of engineering camps. Both of these camps brought elementary and high school students from different parts of Ontario to Queens University. We'll begin with the Black Youth in STEM program, which had students from the greater Toronto area from grades 7 to 11 stay on campus for three days and work on some really neat projects and get a taste of engineering and other STEM-related projects. One of the projects the students in the Black Youth in STEM program worked on was the prosthetic hand. Student Anthony Little shares his experience. Tell me a bit about what, what brought you here to the Black Youth in STEM program. So originally, um, I was told that it, it was going to be for like robotics, coding, and to learn a little bit more about being an electrician. Um, it wasn't exactly like that, but I, as the what I'm doing right now, the prosthetics does kind of rope into circuit boards and stuff, so that's pretty fun. I get to learn a little bit of an electrician. Um, what another thing that brought me here was. Well, it's camp. I get to get away from Toronto for a little bit. Um, I have to say that Kingston is really nice. And this campus is actually gorgeous. Like, the, everything looks like a castle around here. I like the architecture, everything. It's super pretty. Um, I'm having really fun being here. Um, the food's great. I know some a lot of people complain about it, but my... Motto is, if it doesn't taste good, put sauce on it, and it's great. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Uh, so, I understand you've been working on a prosthetic hand. It looks so cool. Tell me a, a bit about that, that process, about what you've been working on here. Um, so, the first part of that was we were taking cardboard and trying to work with straws and string to figure out how to make it be able to grab items. Um, it worked out pretty well. Everybody had their own little idea, but for me, I thought I'd focus more on the grip because if you try to grab something, it's kind of pointless if it just slips out of your hand. Um, that plan worked out pretty well. If I added a few more fingers, it may have actually been able to pick up something. Um, the second part that we're doing right now is more of the electronic side where we're going to try to circuit up, um, a motherboard and a Juno, I think it's called. Okay. Um, I could be wrong. It's, and with that, we're gonna use it to make the prosthetic hand. Um, I guess buttons and stuff. I'm not quite sure they haven't explained everything to me yet, but it seems interesting. No, oh, you've, 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 you've got your project here. Uh, t tell, tell me a, li a little bit about um, how, how you put this together. So, originally they were saying to use 
the like the fingers and like add lots of them and put string through straws to try to grab it but i thought that that would probably not always work 100% because there's no grip so i did what they did but instead of just having the claws i put tape uh double sided tape around the fingers so that when i go to grab something it will stick therefore picking it up so yeah what would you say has been your main takeaway from being here this week uh probably the like these this electric part because i've always wanted to know how circuit boards work and this will definitely be uh, a big success for me if i can figure out how it works since i do want to be an electrician and I guess knowing how a circuit board works would be the first step. Yeah. Would you consider coming to Queens to study once you're finished high school? Yeah, I think uh, I would want to move here. So like I'm telling you, everything here is so pretty. It's quiet. It's just, it's perfect to me. What We're can... in Toronto. Like Toronto, you can't get through a single road without running into basically anything. It's very true, definitely uh, no traffic jams. There are very few up here. Um, in terms of, are you looking at maybe taking an engineering program here? I could. If I, I've, at first, before I want to be an electrician, I want to try out for electrical engineering as well. I thought that may be interesting. So if I, I could just take up both because they kind of rope into each other anyways. So yeah. Um, actually, another takeaway was Probably just being able to go into groups with people, trying to figure things out together. Um, usually I like to do everything out, everything on my own, but I realize now, like, you know, doing something on your own isn't as easy as it seems. Uh, sometimes you need an extra hand, which is probably why I failed the first prosthetic cardboard hand, because I was doing solo at that time. But yeah, that's a, that's a good takeaway, I think. Yeah, working with the group and everyone's skills contributing to the finished yeah. product. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the more people you have, the more things you could do at once, which allows you to do it in the time frame that you have. So yeah, it's, that's definitely a good takeaway for me. I'll have to bring that back with me when I go back to Toronto. Excellent. Anthony, thank you very much for talking with me today. No problem. Anytime. That was my conversation with Anthony Little, who just finished grade 11s, going into grade 12, sharing his experiences in the Black Youth in STEM program, which was going on on Queen's campus last week. Now I speak with another student, Mattia, who is also going into grade 12 this year, and he's going to share a different side of STEM. All right, so Mattia, tell me a little bit about what you've been working on here in this camp. So, so far, on the very first day, well, first official day, we were looking at the nuclear energy and just, like, how much energy and how many watts are generated with some power stations or power sources. We figured out that with a 500-kilowatt city, you need approximately around 20 million solar panels, which was quite a lot. But um, we also learned that one nuclear power station could, well, moderately size one anyway, power the whole entire city with a bit of leftover power as well. That is a pretty cool finding and this is through Black Youth in STEM program? Yes it was. It was very important and I feel like it's a very interesting experience. T tell me a bit about um, what, what, what brought you into this, into this camp this week. 
So I was first introduced to this camp by um, my mom's friend. She, both of them are teachers in the, my mom's a teacher in the Durham District School Board. And she heard about this program and decided, hey, you seem like you wanted to be a mechanical engineer when you're older. This might be a good program for you to just learn more about Queen's University and just try out the programs. Excellent. And so, so tell me, you're in which grade are you in, and, and uh, are you from down in the GT, Greater Toronto area? I'm going into grade 12 in September, and I am in Ajax, so just the Durham region. Wow. Okay. So, so I understand. Yes, this program brought people from all across Ontario uh, to check this out. So, well, what would you say your main takeaway uh, is from from being here at Queens to take this this program? Um, I'm, the main takeaway for me is just the labs, the environment, just everyone seems so nice and just so welcoming. When we were doing the labs, the instructors, they, they looked like they cared. They made sure that we all worked together, we all got our tasks done, and even if some people made mistakes, they made sure that they learned from their mistakes and just helped out. Excellent. So do you think you'll be considering this uh, down the road to, to come back here? Absolutely. My grandfather used to go here, and I feel like this would be an amazing spot to go as well. Great, Matthias. Hey, thanks very much for sharing uh, your experience this week. There we heard from a couple students as part of the Black Youth in STEM program. And I got to talk with the lead of the program, the program coordinator, Chrisana Williams-Massey. I think you're really going to enjoy her story and uh, what she learned originally coming from Jamaica. Have a listen. My role as a program coordinator is to, um, well, the main role is to increase the number of um, black scientists and engineers present in Canada. And the Black Youth in STEM program is really the engine that we're using to do so. So we have kids in the camp right now who are from the GTA region, local kids, and they're all just coming together to have fun and learn, most importantly to learn. <laughs> So I understand you originally came from Jamaica. I'd like to know a bit more about how some of your experiences there inspired you to follow uh, this career path. Okay, um, I spent uh, 30 odd years in Jamaica, over 10 years as a teacher at the high school level and even at the community college level, even at the pre-university, um, sorry, the first year university level. So all of those experiences, especially at the high school level, has um, really shaped how I go about uh, designing the workshops for the students. Um, I've, I'm only used to teaching black kids <laughs> because Jamaica is predominantly black in population. So in terms of like um, the learning styles for the students, it easily translates over here because in Canada, we do have a lot of um, families who are immigrants from the Caribbean. So there are a lot of cultural difference, um, cultural similarities, they're not differences. So in terms of the design of the workshops, um, clearly communicating the learning objectives, how we go about teaching the students. And uh, in our workshops, we really cater to the affective domain. So how they feel about the subject matter is very important to us because if it is that they're comfortable and they love the attention that they're getting, especially, then it's easier now to translate that love and uh, individual rapport now between instructor and student now to love of the subject. Because relationships really matter to these students, feeling included, all of that are very important. So just the very structure of the workshops and how the um, instructors interact with the students, it really shapes them into really loving science and engineering activities.
what do you hope students will get out of this experience? Well, the engineering, we really want them to apply the engineering design process to just their overall life. Because the whole planning and thinking about um, goals, thinking about like something tangible to build, planning, the designing aspect, creating the prototype, and mod doing modifications based on how the prototypes they really work out. It really translates to all the processes you know, that really make somebody successful. So before they can actually achieve something, they have to sit down and think about what they're doing. They have to try different methods to get it. If it doesn't work, then try again. So it's not just about engineering design process. It's really building life skills now using what we're teaching them as a basis. So whatever we're teaching is not just applicable to what the activity that they're doing, but just life on a whole. So it really makes a difference beyond whether or not they go down this career path or not. Exactly. That's what we hope. And of course, to just love science and engineering. <laughs> awesome. And I also understand this went from a virtual program to, uh, to in-person. Tell me a bit about the transition. Okay. The transition took place <laughs> over a series of months. So first we're virtual, so um, we had great um, workshops, uh, students in grades one to four and then uh, five to eight. And then during, uh, they say spring region, then we're contacted by persons from the Durham Catholic District School Board. So of course we developed um, relationships with various partners now in Toronto. So we actually planned um, external workshops that we partnered with Ontario Tech and went there. So we moved from just dealing with kids in grades one to eight to now high school students. And now moving from those workshops to Durham, and then of course the follow-up now when the students actually come to Queens, um, mix with our local kids so that we can actually get more cultural integration there. And now moving forward, now we're going to have in-person workshops, especially on a Saturday morning. So it, it, it has been a smooth transition. And, and there is more, more coming up after this, for sure. A lot yeah. more. <laughs> a lot more. Because more persons are becoming aware of the program, so more families are actually seeking us out. So it, it has been a tremendous the amount of growth that we've experienced. And I must thank Director Melanie Howard who actually conceptualized the whole Black Youth in STEM program. And I must thank the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Science for the amount of support, both emotional <laughs> and definitely financial support that they've given to the program to allow it now to grow to the extent um, to where we are right now. And it's growing even more. Because even yesterday, I was just walking and just being in the Black Youth in STEM t-shirt, a family stopped me to say, oh, I want my child to sign up for the program. Do you have any, uh, many programs available for even kindergarten? So families are just enthusiastic about what is happening and the difference that we're making out there because we're not just changing the lives of students, but we're building a community. My conversation there with the uh, team lead and program coordinator for the Black Youth in STEM program, Chrisana Williams-Massey. This is Citizen K on CFRC 101.9 FM cfrc.ca and on podcast i'm your host kareem mosna and so that, that was a really nice day just um seeing all different kinds of science and engineering all being done right there and seeing such enthusiastic uh, youth uh, participating in learning in all the activities always exciting to see that so the black youth in stem program that was all in mitchell hall on queen's university well i walked down the street to uh, Beamish Monroe Hall, 
and I got a chance to see the Queen's Summer Engineering Academy for Girls, and uh, they were involved in a geological mining activity, so I spoke with the Engineering Outreach Coordinator, Lindsay Jones, and Bella, one of the students. Let me know what, what you've been working on here. I'm Bella, and I've really enjoyed um, being here because it's it's a taste of engineering, so you get to do a little bit of everything, which is really fun. You get to know which um, fields you'd like the most. Excellent. So you so you really got a taste of of what aspects of engineering that fascinate you the most. Tell me what what was the um, what what was the most interesting, if you don't mind sharing. Um, personally, I really liked building the bridges, the civil engineering. That one was super fun because you got to figure out which shapes and which ways you have to make it. And I also enjoyed the chemistry because you got to put like these strips called universal pH strips and you got to see if it was acid or base and what color um, the strip turns was the level of pH in the substance. pH is... Oh, just for our listeners who might not know what pH is. It's basically just the level of the acidity or the base that's, that's in right. an element. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And, and you're, you're the lead on this, Lindsay. Um, I am. Yes, yes. so t- tell me a, a bit about uh, what, what you hope students will take away from, from this camp. So our hope as a team is basically to introduce the girls to things that they've never been experienced to before. Um, It's a nice treat for them to come to our campus, get that campus feel, especially the girls that are staying in the residency. Um, And honestly, just having them with their feedback, uh, using robotics that they have not used before, um, doing different things and being exposed to all the different engineering outlets that we offer at Queen's. Very cool. And would you, down the road, consider studying here at Queen's? Anybody? Uh, yeah, being here has really made me think about engineering more than I have before. Awesome. Well, Bella, thank you very much. Thank you. Awesome. This is Citizen K on CFRC 101.9 FM. I'm Kareem Mosna, and I've got to say, uh, that whole day of uh, going between all the camps, talking with the kids, hearing their thoughts on what they were working on, and hearing their thoughts about their futures reminded me of uh, the movie that came out last year, Come On, Come On, which uh, starred Joaquin Phoenix as a radio journalist going around and asking kids really uh, deep questions. So reminded me of that and uh, was definitely a pleasure covering a story like this. So got one more interview to feature in this series. Scott Kompel is the manager of connections and outreach within the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Science here at Queen's University. He's going to tell us a bit more about the uh, broader reason for running these summer camps and also some of the uh, programming that runs year-round. Okay, Scott, so tell me a bit about uh, the importance of this week. So, I mean, this specific week here is one week within our bigger scale of, of seven weeks of Summer Engineering Academy programming. Um, this one is designed um, in direct sort of alignment with our faculty and university's goals towards underrepresented um, and, and youth within STEM. So we have a couple programs running. One of them is our Black Youth in STEM program. So we have a roughly, say, f- 
50 students um, from you know Kingston and the greater Toronto area that are coming and are staying here on Queen's campus for the week to participate in engineering and hands-on design activities and then we have an all-girls program as well um, which is the same type of model where, where there's girls from the GTA or, or Kingston that are coming to participate in that so the goal with both of those programs really is to provide you know an opportunity for minority or underrepresented youth particularly in engineering to kind of come and experience what engineering is a little is about uh, and more broadly kind of have that chance to see the university and stay in residence and just get a feel for what life as a university student could be like as well. Definitely a lot of great uh, opportunities right there and I understand this week specifically has been free of charge. Yeah, so fortunately with a couple of different funders and granting agencies and support from the faculty, the engineering faculty as well, we were able to provide uh, this experiential learning opportunity uh, for all students free of charge. Um, so that includes the, you know, the, the content, the educational component during the day, but also the residence portion. So meals, accommodation, supervision. Uh, and one of the great things as well is we do some evening activities around Kingston um, just to kind of expose them and, and to show them again what the full experience could be like. So downtown Kingston um, and various other sort of sites and attractions. But yes, yeah, so we're very fortunate that with uh, various funders and support from the faculty that we are able to provide this experience free of charge uh, to all of the youth that are here this week. And uh, from having attended Science uh, Rendezvous earlier this year, I understood that really STEM is definitely a growing area in terms of uh, future career opportunities. Yeah, I mean, we're looking at some, some messaging that comes out from the federal government um, all around trying to increase skills and competencies and knowledge within the broad STEM fields. So based in engineering, you know, we have taken on some of that roles and responsibilities as ourselves as well um, to really help provide knowledge, awareness, exposure, and then, in, you know, build capacity for the skill developments that are related to engineering profession and skills kind of looking forward into the next, you know, into the future job markets. And also, I understand a big focus as well through these programs is uh, looking at diversity and, uh, you know, specifically, you know, we have black youth in STEM, we have all girls uh, for certain programs. Tell me a, a bit about um, it, it meeting those objectives. Sure. I mean, meeting the objectives with, you know, the black youth in STEM and the all girls, those are just two of the, the target audience groups that are typically underrepresented in engineering. So we have some sp specific objectives and goals around yeah, trying to increase the number of youth that participate in our programs with the long-term you know potential outcome and impact that they are continuously inspired and engaged in stem subjects and pursue a pathway you know in stem at post-secondary school or into the career uh, but in addition to that we, we try to make sure that we are equitable you know to to youth as well that maybe are from a low socioeconomic status background maybe are new canadians um, or just you know any type of you know I guess underprivileged um, backgrounds and experiences, we're trying to make sure that we can kind of create a pathway for them so they can see themselves as engineering and see the importance of STEM in their day-to-day -day type of thing. So yes, we have two specific programs, but again, in the Kingston area and broadly, we're really trying to make sure that our exposure and building awareness uh, to engineering happens to many different target audiences. Perfect, Scott, thank you very much. Okay. That was Stock Tompel, Manager of Connections and Outreach within the Faculty of Engineering here at Queen's University. You're listening to Citizen K. I'm Kareem Mosna, and tomorrow, August 10th, is Prisoner's Justice Day. It's a day to remember those who died unnatural deaths inside Canadian prisons. 
Prisoners show solidarity by fasting and refusing to work. The day started in Canada back in 1976 and is now celebrated around the world. CFRC Prison Radio will continue the annual tradition of the six-hour Prisoners' Justice Day broadcast beginning at 4 p.m. The broadcast will feature interviews, the names of those who died behind bars, listener messages, song requests, and dedications. So please tune in tomorrow from 4 to 10 for the annual Prisoners' Justice Day broadcast. And that's all for Citizen K this week. Citizen K was produced with the generous support of the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences at Queen's University. CFRC 101.9 FM broadcasts from Kingston, Ontario on the traditional lands of the Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee peoples. Thank you for listening. I'm Kareem Mosna.